Hi, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk Chicago. Great to see everybody here with us. Across all of our great affiliates in Illinois and Indiana, WKAN 105.5, The Ticket, ACTV, Cities 92.9, Talk FM, WJOB and Jet TV. Big show, big program here tonight. We're talking Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Bulls, a new book. We're going to get into that in just a second. Make sure you follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago on social media. Hit us up here on YouTube. We just passed uh, 18,600 subscribers. On the road to 20,000, would really appreciate your help. John Meadows is directing and producing. We have a huge guest hanging out here with us for the first couple of segments of this program. He is a 40-plus year sports media veteran right here in Chicago. Has a brand new book out. I have it here. He sent me a copy early. It's called Tell Me a Story I Don't Know. Conversations with Chicago Sports Legends just came out yesterday, if I'm right, George. And uh, George Offen is our guest here on this program. George, it is great to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm great. It's a tremendous pleasure, John. I was just thinking about this the other day. Because it's so unique to do this with someone like yourself, because our age difference is rather dramatic. <laughs> you, If I'm not mistaken, you're 22, and I'm eh, older. <laughs> <laughs> 23. You, you were close. So, so oh, 23. I, I, I okay, gave, so you, the gave you a year. The difference isn't that much, then. <laughs> No, exactly. <laughs> so let's start with your book. Tell me about the book. Um, obviously, the podcast, which is still going strong. So how did you kind of form the podcast, Tell Me a Story I Don't Know, into this new book format? Well, uh, you know, it was halfway through it. So we were talking about a year and a half ago. I had only done probably 50 of them. And my nephew, Sam, who now works for a different company in Texas where he lives, used to work for Triumph Books. I said, Sam, what do you think of the idea of me approaching them? He said, try it. It's not a bad idea. And honestly, it's a little bit off the beaten path to try to sell someone on a book of a podcast with 50 vignettes. But the folks at Triumph were very, very interested in it. And I really appreciate their professionalism. They said yes. So last year in March, we got the go-ahead. Actually, it was in June of last year we got the go-ahead. Slowly but surely, I wrote a manuscript, and it was in by March of this year. And here we are, I don't know how many months, if years later, the book is out. But the folks at Triumph were great. And I love the cover of the book, front and back. There's, there, it's, it's, there's so much in there. When they presented it to me, I said, yeah, good. You got everything in there. So that's how this all worked out. How much did you learn about the book writing process through putting this book out? Well, I mean, it's different to write um, for print than it is to write for broadcast. Broadcast is short. The book is longer. But I had, I think if you read enough, you can't write unless you read. And I've read enough. So I was able to do that. The editor was very good. And then when he sent it back to me, of course, I edited it some more. <laughs> but in the end, everything worked out. So it's a little different. Um, this is not, you know, plain transcription here. This is a lead in to each personality that's in the book, a bit of a bio, a bit of our relationship, and then a story or two that I write around. And where the podcast may be 45, 50 minutes of a whole bunch of stories, 
I decided to pick and choose which ones I thought would be the most interesting of these 50. And remember, I mean, I've done almost 100 of these. And so my goal is sell enough books and we'll write part two. Very nice. So who did you um, like the most in part one? What was your favorite person or vignette that you put in this version? That's uh, that's not that easy to to do because they were all great. I think the person, and I think I mentioned this earlier today on uh, one of the radio stations in town, the most profound person uh, was Jason Benetti. He's really an amazing human being because where we have the cliche of you wear your heart on your sleeve, he wears his heart everywhere. He, you know, his discussion of, of you know, working with cerebral palsy and still to this day, as he said, people will give him a look when he's walking through an airport because he walks with a limp uh, and how he's defied that and become a premier broadcaster. It was a wonderful interview. I'm sitting there spellbound by what he is saying, but not just what he's saying, but how he is saying it. So he was a terrific interview. Peggy Kaczynski, who you know works here, has worked here for many, many years. Now she's on ESPN radio. She was also outstanding because she was honest, humorous, and vulnerable. And the vulnerable are the best people to interview. Same with Dan McNeil. You know, Dan is honest, honest to a point, to the point where he's gotten <laughs> fired for being honest. But I appreciate that a lot about Dan. So, you know, and 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 Mike North, and, and you've had, you know, you've talked to Pappy a number of times. And, you know, he's it's got a great story in the book, basically how he was able to uh, convince Dan Lee, then the owner of the frequency of 820 and the owner of WXRT FM, that instead of doing a jazz station, do a sports station. And he gave him reasons why. And Dan Lee did it. And look at what's happened since. It'll be 32 years in January that the score has been on the air. How do you feel about that? I know you were one of the original voices mm-hmm. on that station. Well, I mean, it's just another year. I think 30 was kind of interesting to do. And, uh, you know, they had an event at a bar and we were, I was out there. But... Um, it's just it's an it's another mile marker for an institution in the city. Uh, it's really amazing how the transformation has gone. There are still some people there that have been there for many, many, many years. Dan Bernstein, I think, has been there for 28 years. Matt Spiegel's been there for a long, long time. But the station is just continuing to evolve uh, with some wonderful personalities. I think Mike Mulligan's been there for a long time as well. Uh, it's great. But in the early days, it was a very, very different situation. Uh, I know I remember I was hired on my birthday. So this was December 28th. And I believe another person was hired on that same day. His fellow, his fellow's name is Mike Greenberg. Uh, and, you know, Greeny was wonderful and wrote the foreword to the book because Greeny does say in the podcast and in the book that uh, I was the first person he worked with professionally which was the case at WMAQ All News, which was a competitor to WBBM News Radio back in 1989. He was a Northwestern student. He was a paid intern. And the only difference between Greeny and I now are the zeros in the back of our check. He's got many more. <laughs> George Hoffman here on Sports Talk Chicago. Great to have him here. 40-plus-year sports media veteran, the author of a new book. Tell me a story I don't know. 
Uh, get your copy today. They're all over the place. Um, Mike Greenberg, that one's interesting. You wrote the forward as well. What was your relationship like with him, and how has it evolved now over the over the years that you've known him? Well, when I first met him, Mike was uh, a little bit of a pain, and I say that with reverence because he asked a ton of questions. He wanted to soak in as much as he possibly could. It didn't take long to like him and to become friends. I've said this before, I'll say it again. He danced at my wedding, I danced at his, and I haven't seen Stacy since the marriage in 1996 because then he went right off to uh, ESPN. Um, terrific, and he hasn't changed at all, which is great. He's the same person. He is he's a lovely human being, and his success is no surprise to me whatsoever. So it was a real joy to uh, to to be part of his life and to have him do the podcast and to say those things. When I asked Mike, would you please write the forward? Two hours later, I get an email with the forward. I mean, seriously, that's <laughs> that's it's, it's it's a class act. And, you know, he's he's terrific. George, what do you think about the future of this sports media business? You've been in it so long. Uh, you wrote a book about it. You've interviewed all these big figures from Chicagoland and even from a national perspective. What do you think about the future of this business as it stands today? Uh, well, it's certainly shaky, that's for sure. I mean, I was uh, ousted from WBBM. So this was in July of 2020. And that was covid but they never replaced me. And then when Jeff Joniak left there, they never replaced him. When Dave Kerner retired, they never replaced him. So they only have a two-man staff now. But this has been going on for years and years and years. And you know, this is the reason why. This is the reason why this has happened. Um, the business is changing and you're part of that change. This is where the industry has gone. It's gone to podcasts, it's gone to YouTube. And and you've turned that into a great success. Uh, I never thought about doing podcasts, John. I mean, you know, two weeks after I was let go, uh, I decided to do this because I was inspired by Lawrence Holmes, who works at The Score, who back in 2018 interviewed me for his podcast, The House of Bell. It was early on. Thought I was going to do, and I hadn't heard his podcast. Thought I was going to just do an interview talking about you know, sports in Chicago that day. It turned out it was about me, about my career. And I think that's stuck in my cranium, which right now is a traffic jam on the Kennedy. And uh, <laughs> and then suddenly when I decided to do it, I said, you know, I think I'm going to do something along those lines, a little different. Um, and then I had to learn about podcasting. And on January 26th of 2021, which happened to be the 35th anniversary of the Bears winning the Super Bowl, that's when we debuted, uh, rather debuted, with uh, Michael Wilbon, a Southsider who happens to be a Cubs fan. Yeah, I love that, George. And obviously, I love the program. I've listened to a number of episodes in full. They're very, uh, the, the interviews are deep. You know, they're, they're deeper, they're deeper cuts than what you're going to see on television or even on radio where you have a set time limit. Um, what does the future of the podcast itself hold? So the book's out now. What about the future of the podcast? Well, I haven't really mentioned this to many people, but it's going to end. It's going to end in, uh, next month. Um, wow. It's had its run. Uh, the reason it's ending is we basically ran out of guests. When you do a podcast like this, which is basically, you know, it's narrow. We're talking about 
sports personalities with connections to Chicago. So even if I did everybody that I wanted on my list, I might've gotten another season out of it. So as I'm editing next week's podcast, which happens to be the person who inspired me to do this, Brent Musburger, um, you know, I, I said, what, that's, that's kind of a great finish. That won't be the total finish of the podcast, but a great guest to have on. And I, you know, I'm it's melancholy, to be honest with you. Um, I've loved doing it. It has been an incredible passion. I have no idea what I was getting into, but I love what I got into and then loved writing the book about it. And so I will miss it greatly because it showed me a lot about who I am as a human being and in this business, because I've never taken that simple path. You know, when I was in college and I was doing television and I'm sending the tapes to ESPN two years before they're starting. And eventually I learned that I have a great face for radio and it wasn't going to work for television. And so, and then suddenly, you know, I'm going from sports phone, which started in late 1977 to being a freelance in radio when radio across the country was exploding. And I did that for 13 years. I mean, I was my own boss in my 20s and 30s while I was out chasing pretty girls. And I had a great deal of fun doing that. And so I took kind of my own path through all of this. And then suddenly here's a new path. The new path is podcasting. Then there's another path, being an author. And I don't know where the next path is going to be, but I have a feeling I'll find one. Are there any preferences or any ideas for your future? I mean, I know, I know we talked about the age difference. I think you still got a lot left in the tank yourself. Oh, do, yeah. you, do you have any thoughts or any ideas about where you could go moving forward? I have thoughts, but sometimes I have to trash them. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I back in back when I was let go by WBBM, people said, are you retired? I said, no, 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 I'm not retired. I'm not <laughs> done yet. And I'm still not done yet. I will see where this takes me. There's no question. There's there's definitely still stuff left in the tank. I'm going to be 70 at the end of the year. Who cares? I mean, most people say I look 69 and a half anyhow. So I'm, I'm just going to continue going, then see what see what's out there. But I mean, honestly, I've absolutely, I've had a blast. I've done this now for 50 years. You don't think about that, John, and you shouldn't be thinking about that now. But I guarantee you, tomorrow, you'll be in this business for 50 years because it goes fast. It goes really fast. And yet when you when you get to that point and you say, hey, no, it's time to retire. No, 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 it's not time to retire. It's time to find another path. Got George Hoffman here with us on Sports Talk Chicago. More to come with George. His thoughts on the Bears. Don't want to miss that. Coming up in the next segment, you're listening to Sports Talk Chicago.